We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shay Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shay Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic. Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. All right. Um, that's all our predictions. Does anyone, if anyone down there has any requests, if they want to request to speak, if they want to say something, if they think we're bugging, if they think we're spot on, please raise your hand. Because again, if not, me and Chris could literally just call each other on the phone and had the same conversation. This is a we want to be absolutely positively inclusive here and hear and and hear from uh and hear from you all. So, oh, here we go, Kevin Danishevsky. Welcome to the stage. Uh, he's he's connecting. Let's give him a second. Da, da, da. Mr. Kevin Danishevsky, how are you? Kevin, are you there? Kevin going once. Kevin going twice. Can you hear me now? All right. uh, oh, there okay, you go, Kevin. Perfect. Sorry about that, guys. Uh, no problem. And after that, we'll go to we'll go to Nick's take J. Go ahead, Kevin. Perfect. Uh, so no, I, I pretty much I pretty much agree with you guys. I think like the one point that you made about the 
Um, first of all, I think the Pelicans were the tenth seed last year. If I might be wrong on that, but they won thirty. But they won thirty six games. Not only that, but Charlotte and Atlanta, who both finished, I believe, in the tenth and ninth seeds respectively, both won forty three games last year, which is kind of mind boggling. Um, and I, I think I side with John more, and I think he has them at. 43 which is what i see them which is around what i see them at um but and i see them more as a ninth a ninth seed also because i don't think i don't i don't think the back of the although no because the back of the east will be probably just as just as good with with cleveland uh, getting better and atlanta getting better um whoa that's a lot of Wait, money. Wait, I missed that. I was too busy yelling at my son to stop running around the house. What'd you say? That's a lot of money for Jordan Poole. Uh, Wait, what, what did I miss? What, what I happened? Miss? What happened? Jordan Poole just got a four-year, $140 million contract extension. Oh, <laughs> take that dream on. <laughs> yeah, oh, that is a holy mo- – I mean, listen, from what I've heard out of Golden State, I think pretty much everyone on that team is on Poole's side. So, as you would expect, um, yeah, I was told Draymond's like on his own on this one. So this is you know, not a surprise. Um, but yeah, I think with forty three games, um, I, I think my main takeaway from the preseason though was that most of the systemic issues with this team from last year, such as. RJ's inefficiency or Julius being Julius um, are are going to subside due to the presence of Jalen Brunson, who I think I have reached the, I've reached the point where I think he is going to either be a borderline all-star or an all-star this year. So I liked, I think both of, both of you named him MVP. If I was um, correct me, if correct me, if I'm wrong. So I like that take, but anyway, thank you guys for doing this. Appreciate it. Uh, Don't have that much to say, but um, thank you. Appreciate you. No, thank you very much, Kev. You're always welcome. You're always welcome. Uh, one thing I wanted to say quickly before we go to Nick's take, Jake. Um, the reason why I was so um, so the, the a reason for my 45 wins is that last year this Knicks team went 37 45, and they went 37 45 despite Alec Burks at point guard for the extended for the majority of the season, a Kemba Walker. Evan Fournier backcourt, which defensively was eh. their best player pissing down his leg every single night and was the absolute worst version of himself that he could be. And this team last year basically went pretty good, except for one stretch where they went 3-17. and 17. And I look and I'm looking at some of these losses and some of these losses include Blown leads against Cleveland, against the Lakers, against Phoenix, against Portland, against OKC, against Brooklyn. Um, If they literally just turn around eight games where they had 20-point leads, they go from 37 to 45 to 45 and 37. So that is that is the basis of my take. That's why I believe forty five is a possibility. Because it's like, hey, just don't shit on yourself. Yeah, John. Quarter. 
just quickly, I think that's 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 totally right and, to- and totally valid. And if, also, if you look at the Pythagorean win loss last year, I believe it's forty one and forty one. Yes, it, um, it absolutely absolutely is. But I do think that the East got better, and now Cleveland has Donovan Mitchell, and Atlanta has um, uh, Deont- Deontay Murray, and yes, like Charlotte is probably worse, and I'm sure there will be injuries at some point. But um, I think that will that that plays into account in relation to my um, in relation to my prediction. But I totally agree with you. I think like the systemic issues with this team are mostly going to fade away. There might there might cre- it might create some new ones that may, that may pop up that we don't that we haven't seen yet, but. I think this most I, all, all I really want this year is a fun is a, is to is to have fun watching basketball and I think this team will pro, will provide it and more. Absolutely, I no, I feel you. Um, I agree with you that that's, I think that some of the systemic issues will go away. Um, I will say this really quickly, and then I'll get I'll have Chris do his any response that he wants, and then we'll go to Jake. Uh, so the Knicks finished eleventh last year. Um, we agree that. Charlotte, that was in front of them. They're done. Uh, the the Bulls are done out here, if you ask me. So I think they're going to finish behind them. And then all it takes is one of these other teams to underachieve slightly. Not necessarily they're going to fall like you know into the lottery, but all it takes is one for one of these teams to underachieve. I think Boston can underachieve a bit. I think Miami can underachieve a bit. Chris just told you why he thinks Cleveland can underachieve a bit simply because it's like oh, add nice player to team and then numbers and you know, um, you know. The Raptors, everyone is like the penciling in Scotty Barnes to make the leap next year. That may not happen. So all it takes is one of those teams to underwhelm, and then you get to forty-five. But then again, like forty-three and thirty-nine, that's that's feasible as well because there'll probably be some game that two games that we just blow for no reason. Chris, any thoughts from you before we go to Jake? Uh, forty-three and thirty-nine. That's about it. <laughs> That's, that, that's my prediction. I never gave it earlier. So Oh, that, we didn't get to, I'm sorry. Yeah, what Kevin that? Kevin was spinning. Um I, I got what what have I add to that, dude? It was it was it was talking this talk. Let's just hear let's hear from Jake. Uh Wait, we, what what place do you have us finishing in? Oh, that's right. Mm, nine. I think that's obviously I'm picking it, you're picking nine. It's not both of them very feasible. Yeah, yeah, I think we, I think we, we definitely participate in the play-in, which is I checked plus one hundred five now on DraftKings. So. Jesus Christ! All right, I'll bit that today. All right, next take Jake. Good chatting with you last night. Uh, what do you have for us this morning? Good morning. Good morning, everybody. Um, Sean, I commend you for being awake this early. I know it's probably like what coming up to noon y'all's time, eleven my time. Um, yeah, we were up late last night talking some shit. Um, <laughs> absolutely. And, uh, it was absolutely a two, two in the morning conversation. Um, but you know, that's what, that's what it is whenever you're a Knicks fan, but, uh, shout out to you, Sean, Chris, uh, see woo down there, Melly, um, all of y'all down there. Look, um, I'll say one thing that, um, kind of stuck out to me and I think, I think unfortunately this is going to be contingent of of the success of of the Knicks this season. I think that that two position 
is going to be really important. Um, and that's why my most improved player on the Knicks is going to be Quentin Grimes this year because I think, just like you guys said, um, I think just like the, the, the same thing that's going to happen with Obi Toppin, um, where it's just too apparent that he's a better player, I think that's going to happen with Quentin Grimes. You saw some of the intangible things that he brings, um, even in the short minutes that honestly not a lot of people do on the Knicks. Um, setting screens off off ball, like uh, yeah, I, I don't really see that from a lot of other players. Uh, actually, being able to play defense and um, communicate effectively, um, I think that's going to be really invaluable. Um, and yeah, I, I think that for for that offense, that for that first unit on offense to really like take off and not you know hemorrhage leads because I, I think that, you know, going back to last year, that was, that was definitely an issue. Um, you know, it, it'll, it'll take a certain matchup, right. For, for the Knicks with Evan Fournier to be able to hold off another team and, um, you know, be that stronger unit that we need to have them be, because uh, let's be honest, the bench is not looking great right now. I think, I think eventually they clean it up. But um, going into the season, it's definitely a concern. Um, so, yeah, I, I just wanted to point out that I, I personally think that Quentin Grimes is going to be the, that most improved player. I think it's going to be essential. Um, I see him with, like, a stat line of maybe, like, 12 or 13 points, you know, a few rebounds, few assists. But, like, the defensive side of the ball, I think, is going to be extremely important. And I think he also showed some, like, playmaking ability just like being able to penetrate kick out um and, and and just kind of help the offense when it stagnates as well so just wanted to point that out get your thoughts uh me personally i'm i'm right with y'all around like 44 wins or so yeah, yeah. Go ahead, Chris. 500, oh, my bad. 500 little above should be good for this team i mean i have been working on a pretty basic but existent uh, article that uh, should be, I don't know, running for KFS at some point eventually uh, in, the, in the newsletter. But it's kind of like outlining what we need to see from Tibbs this year and just to have it laid out and, and on paper. Um, and part of it is like this this roster is good enough to go 500. You know, it's just flat out true. Uh, if once again our talent cannot be optimized or close to optimized in a way that allows us to be 500, um, then, you know, unless we have 40 wins and 42 losses and we're just under 500, you know, so, you know, whatever it is, like if we're well under, it's just like, how? Like, what happened? Something must have happened again where. Players were misutilized. Their skill sets were misutilized. They were played out of position. So something must have gone wrong. Because on paper, all the prognostications you want to make, like this team can go 500. You know, if you're like, Sean, you think they go a couple games above? I think they go a couple games above too. Uh, but literally just a couple. But yeah, so, you know, I, I, I think they can be good. Um, I don't think it's some crazy stretch of the imagination for us to be sitting here like, Reasonably, we think we could be the eighth or ninth seed. That, that's not crazy. 
no, it's not, it's not crazy at all. Um, and, and again, if you paid attention to the, the change that the team has made, the improvements this team has made, you know, everyone wants to make the jokes about we got the mid three with Julius, RJ and Brunson and whatever. And, you know, LOL Knicks and everything like that. But Washington pays way more for Beal, Kuzma, Porzingis, and no one says a damn thing. So I, I, oh, of course. Um, so I had some, you know, it's funny. I found a, because if I'm anything, I'm very petty. And when certain, when people make certain takes, about my basketball team, I bookmark them and I and then you know I review them and then maybe six months a year later I go and I and I review them and then maybe I post something snarky and I found one um, about a gentleman last year was saying like oh they said the Knicks were going to be better than the Wizards next year and he of course he tweeted that in in like November um, and then I just had to remind him that the Knicks finished seven spots lower last year when compared to the year before and still finished above the Wizards. And, of course, the reply was, like, something along the lines of, the Knicks are the most mid-team, yada, 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 you do this, that, third. And I just replied to him, I said, have fun chasing the ninth seed with our sloppy seconds. Well, I don't know if I said sloppy seconds. I don't know if that's inappropriate anymore. But, uh, yeah, like, please. Like, it's just interesting how, again, people thought we were, we last season was the, we were the worst team in the world. And the worst team in the world somehow of all the garbage we dealt with 137 games. So, now, it does suck that the Knicks finally decided to be decent. You know, the Knicks were bad when the Eastern Conference was bad, and they finally get their stuff together when the Eastern Conference is back. That's just our luck. Uh, what are you going to do? Uh, so, Jake, thanks for the, thanks for the, the comments. Appreciate it. I uh, just want to give some shout-outs to our people, to new people in the room. Jada Wakanda, Tech Sport, non-Knicks fan. You're always welcome here. So, glad you're here. And pause. Thanks for coming through as always. Most theft, Melly, Sino, Kevin, uh, Nixon ish, Nick Lights. I'm trying to catch everybody. I'm scrolling, I'm scrolling, I'm scrolling, I'm scrolling. I see IQ, I see you, I see Nick's train. Big up everybody. And also, next up to the stage, uh, good friend in the spaces and a social audio, Bonk Guy, long time Knicks fan. Welcome to the stage. Uh, you are connected. Now you're here. The floor is yours, brother. What you got? Hey, what's up? Good morning, Chris. Good morning, Sean. Uh, just really came up to, uh, really came up to, you know, give you some words of uh, encouragement. You know, you you always deserve to have your voice heard. You're very knowledgeable when it comes to the Knicks. I always love your life from the Mecca spaces. You're always chill. You know, it's good to see good things happen to good people. Um, in regards of the Knicks, you know, I'm ready for the season opener Wednesday. I hope we all are as well. Or actually, you know what? That's not even a question. I know everybody's ready for Wednesday, right? Uh, hopefully the team comes out with the proper energy. You know, I know we're playing in Memphis and we're playing the Grizzlies, and that's always a tough task. But, you know, I think if we come out with the right energy, right mentality, we can st- we can, we can take a win. Um and just, I guess, to end all the, the cam, to me, the Cam Reddish experiment is, is, is over. You know, like for everybody that's still hanging on that, the kid got his opportunity. We all asked for him to get a shot, and he got it, and he just didn't seize it. So who knows? Maybe down the line, somebody gets hurt. I, I mean, I hope that's not the case. But, you know, that that's the only way that he's going to see playing time for it moving forward. Yeah, uh, you know, it's unfortunately part of – part of this i think we see deuce play a little this season i think we see jericho play a little this season um i actually think tibbs is gonna surprise people if mitch is ever out i think he might 
cold start Jericho. <laughs> I think he would rather leave Hart with the second unit and just start Jericho with the starters and see what happens and just give him a very streamlined Mitch role than mix up both lineups. So, you know, we'll see. But, I, you know, Deuce, like, these guys will play. Um, as of right now, I don't even know if Cam would get spot minutes. Like, I think if a wing got hurt, he would slide everyone down and, and put Deuce in at the one off the bench. Like, I I really um, – yeah, I'm not confident Cam. Right, like 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 it, I said, Chris, you, you're definitely onto something with the Jericho Sims thing there and the Hardstein because I could see definitely see that happening. So you 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 got the right point there. But yeah, like it would take for me at this point to see Cam again. It would take either like an extreme injury situation where like damn, like we got yeah, like, we need two. We need two wings out, like RJ and Grimes out. Yeah, Cam will definitely get spin. Um, but RJ and Grimes both out is as we know as Nick fans not. Super likely. So, yeah. RJ is mad durable. Thankfully. Thankfully. He's, like, put in a lot of work. Like, this is not, like, you know, a jinx or whatever. I'll knock on wood for sure for y'all. I just did it. Um, but, like, it's a testament to the work he's put into his body to be as durable as he is. So, yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Benkai. I appreciate the, the kind words of encouragement. You know, you're always welcome here. Um and I was going to say something, and I just forgot. God damn it, I hate when that happens. Uh, oh, um, actually, now I remember. Uh, someone uh, responded <laughs> to us. And they, they asked about Obi, Obi Toppin, if there's any updates. Last I heard, uh, Tim said he, he tweaked his ankle, so he'll probably have, like, an MRI, or they'll look at it this morning. Yo, hopefully, need, hopefully it's not too bad. We need to get a, a, a read on who the hell it was that hit Obi with the Larry David sitting courtside. Because I swear it was a fan. We got to find them, yo. We got we to gotta find who this was that hurt our son. I know he's older than me, but that's our son. Like, where where is this fan? Where are they? I want to put your location on. I just want to see something real quick. Like, where are you at? You know well, knowing Madison Square Garden, they probably know exactly who he is. Got the cameras on him. And the goons are already outside. Yeah, there, there were some people walking into his car. Right, yeah, you know, right. you know that photo. It's like the, it's like the view is like through a door, you know, like view hole, and it's just Tony and Polly like knocking on the, knocking on the door, <laughs> ready to collect debt. Yeah, that. Yeah. So shout out to Mark. Mark uh, asked that question. So shout out to you. Oh my god! Ow! Oh! Ouch! Oh no! It's a bloodbath in here! There's gotta be a way to keep my dagger clean and shiny safely than this! This is what I used to deal with when I cut myself shaving before I knew about Manscaped. Which is why I now say thank you, Manscaped, for keeping my dagger slick and ready for wherever the night takes me. Manscaped is trusted by over 6 million men worldwide. Join the movement by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the code FILMSCHOOL. It's time to end the days where shaving your balls becomes the final scene of a horror movie. The folks at Manscaped have the perfect package for your package to get this done. The below-the-waist grooming leaders have a fourth-generation performance package. Inside, you'll find the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, weed whacker ear and nose hair trimmer, liquid formulations, and two free gifts. Spooky season is here and Manscaped is getting you set, starting with the Lawnmower 4.0. 
This fourth generation trimmer also features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. Also included is their weed whacker. This nose and ear hair trimmer is here to whack your weeds and any goblins that come your way. Both the lawnmower and the weed whacker are waterproof. So in the comfort of your own home or in wild waters, these tools are your best friends. Speaking of your best friends, don't forget to give your testies besties the love they desire with Manscaped's liquid formulations. First is the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant. Hey, you put deodorant under your armpits, why not put deodorant on your balls? And can't forget about the Crop Reviver Ball Reviver to give your boys a boost. Manscaped even threw in two free gifts to their Performance Package 4.0, the Manscaped Boxers and the Shed Travel Bag. Spend spooky season using the best tools for the job at Manscaped. Get 20% off and free shipping with promo code FILMSCHOOL at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use promo code FILMSCHOOL. Slay your worst pubes and keep your dagger clean during spooky season at Manscaped. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, quick break to tell you about Factor. Factor makes it easy to eat clean 24-7 with fresh, never-frozen, prepared meals that are so delicious you wouldn't believe they're actually good for you. Factor saves you time by delivering chef-crafted meals to your doorstep, eliminating the hassle of grocery shopping and meal prep. Not to mention cleanup, no dishes to wash here. Each Factor meal arrives pre-prepared and ready to eat in two minutes. That's even faster than ordering in. Factor tackles the tough stuff so I don't have to. Their registered dietitians and expert chefs work hand-in-hand to create meals with nutritious ingredients. And with 29 meal options each week, I'm never bored. Going off script for this next part to tell you just how convenient and delicious I've found Factor. My to-do list is usually never-ending. I rarely have time for meal prep. When Factor sent me a box to test out, I chose the extra protein option. They sent me a week's worth of meals, and I had no idea just how convenient this was going to be. 
Each meal comes pre-prepared. You just put it in the microwave for two minutes, wait another two minutes for it to cool down, and boom, in four minutes, my meal is ready, and it's delicious as well. Last night while I was editing this podcast, I heated up the pork shepherd's pie with white cheddar Yukon mash and roasted green beans. Not only was the prep time non-existent, but I was able to get a lunch break in and still get the podcast out for all of you to hear without taking a significant break. They have plenty of other meal options as well. There's vegan and veggie meals, keto, low-calorie options, cold-pressure juices, smoothies, energy bites, plant-based bars, extra protein, the one I chose, veggie sides, and more to keep you fueled and focused all day long. Don't hesitate. Head to go.factor75.com slash filmschool60 and use code filmschool60 to get 60% off your first box. That's code filmschool60 at go.factor75.com slash filmschool60 to get 60% off your first box. So we're going to wrap this up soon. Uh, I just want to get off one little, I don't know how to take, but I just want to get off a little monologue here. Uh, and then Chris, we'll I'll let you wrap it up with any last words, and we'll get I, out of here. I have I have no rant this time. Don't get excited. <laughs> okay. Well, I don't have a rant, but I do have I have some words I want to share. Um, you know, yes, I have some words. So, you know, when you are in the desert and you're walking across the desert and you are thirsty and there's no water, you become so delirious that you start seeing things that you believe can help quench your thirst. A water bottle, a water fountain, an igloo, a mug, anything. Because your your brain is so delirious that it's making you it your brain is going to make you think that relief is imminent to give you a temporary sense of relief to keep going. And I say that because the Knicks and this fan base have been walking in the player development, young player star desert for the better part of 20 years. And some of us have become so delirious that we start seeing things that may not absolutely be there. What do I mean by that? Things like, wow, Deuce McBride had 20 points against Houston he needs to start. Or Emmanuel quickly is him. Or Cam Reddish needs to start, and then he can take us, and then him and RJ can take us to X amount of C. Now, I am not saying that none of these players are good, or not good, because I think we have a good young core, and I know the word young core is just like overused at this point. But just because we haven't had a good player, good young player that we can see fill these positions, we shouldn't necessarily try to shoehorn these players into these roles because that puts more pressure on them and it doesn't put them in a, in a position to succeed. Emmanuel quickly. I personally don't think Emmanuel quickly is a starting, starting point guard in this league. If you disagree, that's fine. That doesn't mean he's not a good player. Right now or ever? Ever. But that's all. Okay. But, but, and now you may think he could be. And I could be wrong. And I'd hate and I And I would love to be wrong. But what I'm saying is, it's like if you have, if you say something that's not fully 100, 100% complimentary about these kids, 
it's you're a hater, don't know what you're talking about. It's like, why would you put a ceiling on him? It's like, well, we can't only put ceilings on players that are not on our team and then say the sky's the limit for everyone else, you know? So whether it's so just keep that in mind, like I understand that like listen, I'm old enough to remember thinking squinting and thinking, you know, Ron Baker, maybe he could be a backup point guard. Or you know what? We might have something in Alonzo Trier. Or you know what? This Kuzmingas kid, he might be on to something. Like, I'm old enough to remember those days when we were just, like, hoping and praying, like, oh, maybe you'll be – or, man, if Cleanthy early and gets shot in his leg, in his knee, maybe we would have something, right? Let the kids be the kids. Try to – let the kids be the kids. Let the vets be the vets. Try to properly evaluate what you think they are. Don't be afraid to say, I think he can only be here because that doesn't mean that the kid's not good. But, you know, every player has a ceiling. Every player has a ceiling. Um, it's okay for us to – it's okay for us to – evaluate our players from what we see and what we think they can be and not think that they're all going to hit because not all of them hit like not all of them hit it had like so i just ask everyone to keep that in mind as the season starts next week and throughout the season that we have a good young core but you don't have to delude yourself into seeing something that's not there just because you haven't had it yeah I think I think some strays were caught there. Um, not not I, that's not to you. No, no so, I know. I'm saying like from the some people may have caught some players, strays, and I was and I'm and I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm not. Well, yeah, but I, I it's not even about it's, it's less about the players and much more like I just don't want our fans to get what I like. My pin tweet is happiness equals reality minus expectations. So I just want us to manage our expectations properly so that the reality, when the reality hits that we we were able to maintain some form of happiness. Yeah, I just, like, I don't know. You just said, like, our young guys in the same, like, passage as, like, Trier and Kuzman. I'm just like, hold on. Like, I'm not saying you were comparing them to them, but it's like, I think there is something to be said about your point and also the fact that that's not mutually exclusive with this is the best young core we've had in a very long time. Absolutely. Um, you know, like... I've spent years fighting tooth and nail on the front lines that R.J. Barrett is a very valuable basketball player. And I've been told this entire time that he's genuinely bad. He's genuinely a shot chucker. He's genuinely not good on defense. He's gen- like, and this whole time I'm just like, yeah, but no. And and then he, he gets paid this deal. It's like, that's like my validation for that. It's like an NBA franchise like paid him that. You, you know, like I think with quickly with Toppin, um, I think Quickly's in in that discussion with with Obi and, and RJ more than the the Deuce and Cam side, and I get it. But like for me personally, I just said this on the mailbag, so this isn't like anything crazy. Like I, I've had this take. I think IQ would be like, <laughs> um, I don't want to say average because that would mean like fifteen out of thirty. But like I think he would be like a top. I said like twenty five starting point guard today on the mailbag. I just think you see what he did. Look to the playoffs his rookie year. Like, he contributed greatly in that very clear role. Then last year, he was kind of thrust into playmaking off the bench a little earlier than they expected with with Rose's situation, right? So 
He wasn't fantastic. He really struggled with piecing it together. Finally, at the end of the year, you see him piece it together. And, and like I said, I think on the last study hall, he said himself, like, I didn't pass before and ever in my life enough to get a triple-double. So that's why my first triple-double in my life came in the NBA. Um, he's like, the, the big question marks with him were playmaking and were pressuring the rim. And the playmaking's there. And, you know, we're starting to see some left-handed drives from him as he bulks up a little bit, like, I'm not trying to say, oh, he's like our best prospect. I've never felt he was a better prospect than RJ. I know some people have throughout time and still do. Um, I've always had RJ number one on this team, but I, I don't know. I think quick, like, that's someone who just shows it all and actually does it. Like, it's more than flashes. Like, last year, positive on both ends. Only player in two-man lineups with Randall to be a positive. Like, I, I, There's something to be said for all that in a down-shooting year for him. He was good. And I think he's always off shooting whenever he's not playing in rhythm, whenever he's unsure what his role is, whatever. It's going to be really defined with Rose back this season. Um, and again, just look to, look to his performance in the playoffs, his rookie year. You can see from game one to game five, you watch him figure out how to contribute in a playoff setting. Uh, now, I know like Cam has had good games in the playoffs, but he literally has not had a good game since that, you know, so it's tough with him. He bought into a little bit of a different role here. And then this preseason, it was just almost sad last night watching him there at the Garden, um, literally just taking shot after shot in the fourth quarter, like playing for his career, kind of being like, yo, like I need to do something and just missing and missing. And it was, it was literally just sad. Um, but yeah, so I, I agree with you, like Deuce, I love Deuce in his draft. He still needs to get way better at, at handling the rock and being comfortable in PNR and, and just like initiating in general. Um, even even Grimes has stuff he needs to improve. Jericho has stuff he needs to improve before he's getting consistent minutes. Uh, but quick, you know, this whole time, like Jericho, they went out and got a backup to just play right over him. They said, yeah, you played well. You earned that backup spot. We'll give you a real contract instead of a two-way, and, and you could be happy with that. Like, they have not done anything to replace Quick. The only thing potentially would have been the Mitchell trade, would have been, like, locking him on the bench. Uh, but it didn't happen, and now we're here with him as, you know, our, our I think our best guard off the bench. And I know Rose is there, but I, I'm not sure how many minutes he'll play per game this season. So, yeah, you know, I think our young core is like the best it's been in a while. We have the most flexibility with our cap we've had in a while. We have the biggest collection of draft picks we've had in a while. Uh, for me personally, I it's in my lifetime, right? Like 20 years. I Yeah, I, I don't know when in the last 20 years the Knicks have had a better collection of draft capital, assets, and, uh, and cap flexibility than they do right now. So, you know, I'm, I'm really happy with how this team is set up. Um and so long as, you know, Brunson is everything he's built to be, which he's showing us this preseason, then, yeah, we're good to go. Let's let's get fired up. We have a fun team. And these vets and these kids are all essential to it. You know, you have a good workplace, right? You want to you go to, like, an office? Uh, think of, like, a, you know, you're doing a startup, right? Like, you want to hire some kids to run social media. You want to hire some kids to, you know, do TikTok and stuff that, you know, like KFS has me, uh, they, they had me doing a lot of social media stuff back before we had social media people because I was like the young person. You know, like it's good to have young people around 
it's good to have your vets around. I think the Knicks have a really good team build. Like, I love our puzzle pieces. I love our puzzle pieces. Just got to have Thibodeau put them together in the right way. We should have a fun year. Absolutely. Absolutely. And listen, I'll close on this. This this season is a free hit. Uh, if you follow English soccer, you heard that term before. Basically, this season is playing of house money in the sense that there's no – we're not expected to win the title. We're not expected to make the finals. We're not expected to make the conference finals. All we just have to do is not suck. Let's just not suck. And I think it's possible for us to not suck. So try not to get too wound up, bent out of shape. Because, listen, if we all of us are thinking – 45, if even the most optimistic person is thinking 45 wins, that means there's going to be 37 losses. So that means 37 times you're going to be like, crap, this team lost. This is a marathon, not a sprint. Don't get bent out of shape. This is going to be a fun season. This season is going to be better than last year. It, it's, it's going to be – this will be as stress-free, hopefully, a next season as we will have in a while because last year we had expectations – Hopefully, future season, we have bigger expectations. But all we're expected to do this year is not suck. And there are plenty of teams in this league that can't even reach that, that cannot or will not, whether it's by choice or by force, reach the bar of not sucking. So keep that in mind. And with that, I'd like to thank everyone who pulled up today to episode three of KFS Study Hall. I'd like to thank my co-host, Chris Persianen, who, again, I will say it's every week. He could be hungover on a Saturday morning. He's a college student, but he's here with me, close to the show, talking about this franchise. And I appreciate him for that very much. I appreciate everyone that – I appreciate all the people in the audience that pulled up, the Knicks fans and the non-Knicks fans alike. We appreciate you. Uh, I don't know if we're going to do this every Sunday, Saturday morning going forward. It just happened to Saturday mornings, worked the last two weeks. We'll find a time that's consistent that works for this show that doesn't conflict with games too much and doesn't conflict with, you know, other things going on on on, on Twitter and stuff like that. So, uh, again, thank you very much for listening. Uh, we love you all. Go next.